0: Hey gang, this is Trent Schatteker, chiropractor and advocate for chiropractors who locate, analyze, and facilitate the correction of vertebral subluxation for the better expression of the body's innate intelligence. Welcome to today's tick. For each week we study a chiropractic principle, question, or chiropractor to help you acquire today's philosophy, science, and art of chiropractic. Thank you for investing your time with us as a student of chiropractic. Now let the class begin. Joe Strauss writes, there is a very close relationship between our ability to adapt and our life and health. Some might maintain that health and adaptation are synonyms. The greater your ability to adapt, the higher your level of health. Conversely, the less your ability to adapt, the less health you express. No adaptation at all means there is no life left in your body. In today's tip, we're going to grow in our understanding of a chiropractic question, which is, How often should you see a chiropractor? As you listen, make sure you share us with your friends, classmates, and colleagues, and feel free to tag us at today's tick. Now let the class begin. All right, let's jump in on this question with how often should you see a chiropractor, or maybe better yet, your chiropractor, and you are under chiropractic care currently? Once you start going to a chiropractor, do you really have to keep going forever? is it true you get addicted to chiropractic? How often should you be going? I hear these questions all the time with new clients into my practice and I try to address them and I try to make the question and answer as short as possible but I felt like today's episode we're going to be able to dive in a little bit further because the answer to that question is a Uh, answer that you may not appreciate, but it depends. So how often should you see a chiropractor depends? It depends upon adaptation and your ability to either respond in a positive nature to stress or compensate in a negative state. And so it depends upon really first off why you're using chiropractic care. It depends upon the benefits you're looking to achieve as well. And it depends upon your current demands and stress load you place on your well-being. You see, the truth is, no, you do not have to keep seeing your chiropractor on a consistent basis after you start. It's your body, and ultimately, you're responsible for making the decisions that lead you either towards or away from optimal well-being. So, you never have to be placed into a situation at a chiropractor's office where you felt like they were making the decision for you it should be a mutual relationship on making recommendations and accepting those recommendations from a professional you see the decision to continue regular chiropractic care after your initial visit is not up to someone else uh, such as your chiropractor even though they play a part in the recommendations just because the chiropractor is recommending something that you can benefit from doesn't mean you have to do it. The decision to keep seeing your chiropractor is your choice and how you want to benefit from the results either seen with previous care or what you want to benefit with the results and expectation moving forward. Which brings me to a misinterpretation about regular chiropractic care. And it's important to remember that chiropractic is within a healthcare system, folks, which means we abide by uh, systems, laws, rules, standards, and ethics. And one of the principles in healthcare ethics is autonomy, which is considered to be a fundamental practice of any healthcare approach which can be defined as the ability of a person to make his or her own decisions. And in chiropractic, that means you as the consumer of the services must be involved, and I'll repeat that, must be involved in in the conversation about receiving, as well as returning, as well as how often, and that would be the autonomy that you have with the recommendations. So let's jump into the question at hand and discuss uh, really why people use chiropractic care and merge into an answer to how often based off of some simple fundamental principles. A good percentage of people start chiropractic because they have some sort of pain. Usually it's neck pain, back pain, hip pain, headache pain. Um, Regardless of what ailment they can't kick on their own, they're looking for help. And if you just search back pain, you'll see a whole list of chiropractic ads at the top, probably chiropractors close to you uh, that are paying Google to pop up with that search word, Because it is very, very common in practice to see someone start when they are compensating to their stress load. They're not adapting like they should. And that compensation over time uh, will eventually turn into a symptomatic state. And we've discussed this paradigm on previous episodes, and I challenge you to go back in the archives of today's tick and find it, because it's good when you see that symptoms, or it's good that when you understand that symptoms are, Typically the last thing to be expressed when compensation has occurred and typically the first to disappear when adaptation is being restored. And so what that means is we should never rely on how we feel and correlate that to how we are functioning and function folks is the key to the the game of quality of life. So it's more than likely um, when you are in that symptomatic state, and if that's where you are right now and you're searching out for how frequent you should see your chiropractor before you go in on that first visit, it's more than likely you've reached your outer adaptability to current stress load. And if uh, you have too much stress within your day-to-day living and you compound that over time, you might find yourself sooner or later in that tipping point of outer limits of adaptation and if and when you are unable to adapt to your current or compounded stress load symptoms such as the neck back uh, pain in your body is an intelligent way of saying no more no more we need help and the interesting thing about neck and back pain is it is a good indicator Uh, It is not a good indicator to whether or not you need chiropractic care because people without neck and back pain also benefit from chiropractic care. And so if we are talking directly to you as a new consumer or you are a student of chiropractic and you are trying to understand the uh, amount of decisions going through someone's head prior to walking into a chiropractor's office, you have to remember that they may have been in this overload of stress for years and years and years, or you have been in this overload for years and years and years, and you might have benefited greatly from chiropractic care years ago when the pain wasn't even there. So the misconception about when to start or how often to continue on with chiropractic care in regards to how you feel or whether or not you have pain is a misconception. And I challenge you moving forward on this episode and further with your care, wherever that is, or if you are a student or a chiropractor, further with your recommendations is to address the question about how often do I need to continue to see the chiropractor uh, after the initial visit from the viewpoint That chiropractic care can and does fit in the same arena as healthy lifestyle choices such as nutrition or exercise. And if you replace nutrition or exercise into the question about how often should I exercise or how often should I eat good nutrition, you will notice a trend that points towards where the answer to our chiropractic question points. For example, once you start eating healthy, do you need to eat healthy for the rest of your life and how often should you eat healthy? Or, once you start exercising, do you need to exercise for the rest of your life and how often? Let's imagine that your personal trainer recommended you come back to the gym three times a week for the next three months as well as ditch the fast food and replace it with good nutrition to restore those cells that are being broken down and replaced with the exercise program. You would probably be encouraged by these recommendations and you would probably accept these recommendations due to the validity that lies within the recommendations at hand. Now, if you alter your viewpoint towards chiropractic being a part of your lifestyle habits to help you achieve a higher quality of life, you can see why millions, yes, millions of Americans see a chiropractor on a regular basis every year. You see, regular chiropractic adjustments help restore proper relationships within the spinal joints due to misaligned or misplaced or displaced vertebrae that can negatively affect the functional state of the neurological system. So the actual goal with regular chiropractic care is finding a consistency that correlates with your stress load so that the chiropractor can facilitate the process from adjusting to a negative functional state to a positive functional state with each chiropractic adjustment. The necessity and frequency of chiropractic care is relational to your stress and your ability to either adapt to it or compensate to it. And if your body's not adapting to the demands placed on it, compensation can and does result, and it can be asymptomatic compensation, and one form of asymptomatic compensation that chiropractors address is vertebral subluxation. Now, I'm not going down that rabbit hole today, but you can find that on Earlier episodes on today's tick uh, in regards to vertebral subluxation. But when compensation from vertebral subluxation results from your stress load, that equals the necessity to visit the chiropractor. Well, how do you know if it's asymptomatic? How do you know if you need to see your chiropractor a day or two days after your visit? Well, vertebral subluxation is the chiropractor's primary domain. And when they recommend a plan of consistency to help restore that proper relationship within the spinal joints for your overall well-being, my advice would be to listen to their recommendations because if they're palpating and they're analyzing and they're performing a history, a conversation with you, and they're performing an exam to determine your overall state of condition, they can put all of that together and they can make some good judgment. Well, how do you d- decide after you get adjusted, if you need to break those recommendations and do it sooner or later? My recommendation would never to be do it l- never to extend it later than what they recommended. but rather, look at your stress load, that you're currently under and if that stress load increases from where it was when the chiropractor recommended the frequency now you've got a pretty good idea of whether or not you need to go back in and see the chiropractor but folks this is not clinical recommendation advice this is educational and so what I'm teaching is that uh, your awareness to how you are adapting or compensating to stress should and can be a great indicator for frequency and care on top of the chiropractor's recommendations. And so the chiropractor will make recommendations to frequency for visits that match your current state of condition and stress load, but the final, final, final choice on whether or not to continue or how often to continue to see your chiropractor is dependent upon you and your ability to make the choice of where you want to take your well-being. And that's what we have for today. I hope that opens your awareness to what the chiropractor views as a good frequency for regular chiropractic care. We'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks. There you have it. I hope you enjoyed this episode as I did. Let me know what you enjoyed about it by tagging us at today's tick on social media. And if this is your first episode, please subscribe. Leave us a review. Reviews help us spread the message about chiropractic and the location, analysis, and correction of vertebral subluxation. Share this episode with your friends, classmates, and colleagues. Be a champion and send them this episode. As BJ Palmer said, you never know how far reaching something you think, say, or do today will affect the lives of millions tomorrow. As always, we'd like to end our episodes with the definition of chiropractic. Chiropractic is a healthcare discipline that recognizes the innate recuperative power of the body to heal itself through identifying and caring for vertebral subluxations due to the relationship between structure and function as coordinated by the neurological system and how that relationship affects the preservation and restoration of well-being. musculoskeletal sprain, strain, and fracture. In addition, there have been reported cases of stroke associated with chiropractic care. Research and scientific evidence do not establish a cause and effect relationship between chiropractic care and the occurrence of stroke. Rather, studies indicate that people may be consulting chiropractors when they are in the early states of a stroke. In essence, there is a stroke already in process. However, you are being informed of this reported risk.